welcome to the We Might Be Biased podcast, where we try to minimize our abject screaming in anticipation and horror and uh, excitement for Saturday, and uh, try to string together coherent words when words are impossible. David, who do I blame for it not being Saturday yet? <laughs> I don't know. All I can do with my nervous energy is just air guitar as, fa- as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> So, David's dealing with his energy uh, with air guitar. Scott, how are you dealing with your energy? I'm cursing at uh, Rob Allen or whatever the hell I use coach's name is. I don't even know. I, I Rob. Well, just everyone's Rob from, from now on. I'm dealing with my nervous energy poorly, Mastin. It's uh, it's not been it's not been restful sleep, and uh, it's been a lot of fidgeting. How about how about you? I, f- I find that like. I am able to take my mind off of things for a period of time if I am on, if I'm, you know, I'm at work or I'm with my kids or whatever, and then, like, something will cross my mind and, and you get this little jolt of, of adrenaline and energy, uh, and it's it, it feels differently than it has uh, in the previous couple years where now the nervous energy isn't like, oh, the game's this weekend, and, and you know, I think if we play just... just absolutely perfectly we're going to win but the now the energy is much more uh, it's almost dread in a way like like but but in a good way that like holy crap we're the better team and and that scares the hell out of me and i'm nervous about that fact but like i am I'm, I'm just uh, i i'm i'm so uh, like i said words are hard to come by at this time so that's that's how i feel that's how i'm feeling scott having trouble talking i hey say Likewise, likewise here. I, I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, how many times in the last, if I, 2011 is maybe the last time you could definitively be like, we're the better football team, you know? I mean, and before that, 06 was kind of a toss-up. 04, I would argue, we were the better football team, and we lost. Um It's just been a long time. It's been a long time, which is weird, considering we all grew up with, like, John Cooper and uh, 10, 2, and 1. And, you know, we, we grew up with the feeling that we're starting to have again now where it's like you walk into this game and you expect that your team is going to perform the way it should and you know your team is better and, of course, they should win. And uh, it's been a, a long, wandering walk in the woods for us Michigan fans, uh, unfortunately, ever since uh, basically 2001. I'm just praying at this point. Do, do, do you pray routinely, Dave? <laughs> I don't ask for many things. I don't think. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. I don't ask for a lot. <laughs> Outside of the golf course. The golf course doesn't count. That's like a free zone. And I've barely played golf in years, so I'm owed this. <laughs> That's right. So That's I... right. <laughs> if there's any sense of justice in this universe, like, just, I, I mean, come on. You know, like... It's just, it has to be, this is going to be one of those performances, I think, where, you know, the last two years we have totally out-game-planned them and outplayed them um, where it mattered, say, for one position last year, quarterback. But, you know, we won in 2016, and uh, Caprone and his crew took it away from us. Uh, in 2017, we win that football game with uh, with with even just a moderate performance at quarterback. And so um, ever since Harbaugh has been here, I mean, I you know, the coaching delta, I think, actually favors Michigan. The talent delta is gone. Um, I know it's in Columbus, but I, I have this eerie feeling that this game's either going to be a, uh, 
it's either going to be like 06 where our defense somehow has some fatal flaw that Ohio State's able to exploit and it ends up being a, uh, a shootout up and down the field. I kind of have this eerie feeling it's going to be a lot more like 97 uh, where we truly do have the best defense in the country and we're just going to squeeze them to death. And uh, I don't know. That's the feeling I've got standing here right now. I know I, I know that sounds silly. I know there's a bunch of Buckeyes uh, busy trying to cross out M's and missing half of them on Twitter who are going to probably tweet about, you know, oh, what's it the just seems blah, like blah. so much effort. When you yeah. they every, every time they miss one and it right. just it was already it's so dumb, predictable. But if it's you're so going to do it and not even get it right, like what, what, what are we do doing it. here? Well, I'm like, OK, if you're going to do it and you're going to cross it out in your name, I'm, I think you're now obligated to cross out everyone you use like Shelly Meyer. You posted something the other day that had no less than 20 M's in it, but the M in your last name is crossed out, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, all right, wow. Um, you know, I it's, it's just, yeah. Crossing out all our M's. It fits my world. Crossing out our M's to own, to own <laughs> Michigan. That's right. T-ton. So... <laughs> so in case uh, in case it wasn't abundantly clear, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about Indiana uh, <laughs> this particular go round. Uh, you know, Indiana happened, uh, which is good for Indiana because I don't have anything nice to say about Indiana after this. Well, game. I was so surprised because, like previously, I had not thought uh, of IU as being particularly dirty. Um, you know, in any meaningful way, uh, I. You know, even you know, somewhat liked IU and was was happy that they were getting some modicum of of success, some version of success in the football field. But like, goodness, what was that? Uh, that was, I mean, that was that was Brahm esque or Narduzzi esque. I mean, it was. <laughs> I, it should. It was. It should be noted for people you know? who don't know Scott. Scott has an irrational hatred of <laughs> Purdue. Okay, and and it transcends things. And and David, you I don't know, may, I don't know you who may I, agree with him. I don't know, but like I don't I, consider I can't, Purdue I can't, to be a dirty I, I, team. I, I, I can't muster it for Purdue. Right. I will say. La- I will say. Last year, like it's, there's some about Indiana schools, I guess, that just want to try to put out linchpin players from I'll, Michigan. But, but this has been this has been yeah. since I've known Scott, which has yeah. been about uh, yeah, since kindergarten. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't. I, I wonder if it goes back to the the Purdue Ohio State game in 2002 that he was at. And they just uh, told that story. Brutal. We've told yeah. that story on the podcast. And I wonder if he's just never forgiven them for that, because otherwise, like Purdue hasn't really done much to, to a Michigan. A Brom esque. <laughs> I was going to say maybe a D'Antonio esque uh, uh, kind of now, thing. Now I'm going to I'm going to take two seconds of each of your time uh-huh. and walk you down memory okay. lane for last year. And I know none of us wants to remember last year, but let's recall that that was Purdue's first sellout in God knows how many years when Michigan came in and. That they were the trendy pick to win that game by a lot of people who have no idea what they're talking about. And they actually showed, so I, Ashna and I went, and it was unbelievably warm. And uh, they, on the telecast, so after, after the game, after we've won, they show Brahm in the, uh, in the locker room pregame. And he's giving a speech where he's so fired up that he breaks a chair yeah. in front I of his it was team. A white, well, no, it was a you chair. Know, to, You're right. It was not to, the whiteboard. To, it was a chair. It was a chair. Yeah. It was a chair. And uh, and his team proceeded to go out and get two guys ejected for targeting. A third should have been ejected for breaking Wilton Spate's back uh, on a dirty play, and generally just played like horses' asses for the entire sixty minutes of football. And uh, you know that's just 
that's Purdue, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned at this point in time. You guys don't remember Joe Tiller onside kicking down like 40 points in Ann Arbor what, you know, um, towards the end of his but, career. But, 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 he, like, but uh, he remained just, down you know, 40 points, so I just couldn't. I can't. He yes. did. <laughs> he did. Yes. It's just it's the just general like, oh, wrongness. Oh, well, well, I'm just going to try that, I guess. Okay. That was one of my favorite. I mean, we're going on a, down a Purdue rabbit hole, but one of my favorite subplots of his career at uh, at Michigan was Roy, Ra- Roy Roundtree roasting Purdue every oh, yes. single time they played uh, <laughs> as a former commit. <laughs> and the Purdue fans yep. just getting yeah. like just as salty as their little engineering hearts can get about it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> was he the Was he the genesis yes. of the snake yeah, oil yeah. salesman? Oh, absolutely, comment? he yes. was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding, <laughs> outstanding. So yeah, I well, and like I've attended enough Purdue sporting events. That's like, you know, I I, I have uh, been fortunate in my life to attend, you know, a, a number of events in a number of different venues, and I have found Purdue to have a very inflated sense of who they are in the landscape of. <laughs> Of college <laughs> athletics, and it's just is really it defies explanation. It defies explanation. But yes, it does. It does. So it's anyways, shockingly, I IU <laughs> IU played uh, what what I think I thought was a I thought was a pretty dirty game. Um, I think they were outmatched and they knew it. I, and and you know. Uh, Allen jumping around the sideline at halftime like he'd won something was infuriating. Oh. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, yes, yeah, that was Pat too Fitzgerald, much. like um, <laughs> except without like the credentials of like actually probably being a very good football coach, uh, you know, to back it up. Tom, it, he's he's a middle school coach, uh, you know, he is he's middle school level. And so you had you had the play that Chase gets hurt on. Um, and I'm not sure when the in- actual dirty. injury happened, but that was a dirty hit. They did the same thing to Gary say, a couple uh, plays uh, later, right? To like three different players, the exact same. Yeah, I was going to say. So he did basically. it. He did it to Winovich. He did it to Pay. He did it to Bush, and then right. they did it to Gary. And you know, I saw a bunch of a bunch of keyboard coaches on Twitter and online saying, "Well, that's how you teach offensive yeah, line. Yeah, you play. keep them down. That's no, 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 no. That's a personal foul. And they linked a video. That's a personal foul every uh, time. You know, like every. And time. I saw a video linked somewhere else. Uh, I forget where in one of the blogs that uh, that showed like what it looks like to keep a guy down, and it's basically just like a right. shove to let them know that I'm still there and on top of you, and if you try to get up, I'm going to plant you. Like, like I, and nobody gets it's hurt, not right? A, it's not a dive onto right. the it's, prone back. It's yeah. not a lineup right. and put all of your weight into yep. the dude's and, back. Like, that's, and that was 100% intent to right. injure. And the guy's a piece of trash. He's a total piece of trash. And the player. other piece here is, is like, I had a couple more people in my, in my Twitter mentions, uh, because, uh, because that's a media that we all enjoy um uh <laughs> they were saying that the kickoff targeting was like that's just physical you know football and to me it's like it's not the, yeah, it's not the fact that the guy got lit up on a kickoff it's the fact that the ball carrier was right there and that player that lit Correct. him up made no attempt to go for the ball player and was just or the ball carrier excuse me and was just looking to light somebody up right i mean it well not only that not only that that wasn't like running through a block or taking out a blocker that was looking at a guy's helmet, launching yourself, and hitting his helmet with your helmet. Like, that. that is the play they're trying to take out of football. Yes. It was 100% premeditated, and it was garbage. I mean, he's he is very, very fortunate that Berkeley Edwards got away with, quote, only a concussion and a separated shoulder. I... I I remember when Zia Combs was down against Penn that was State the, in, in That was the corollary that I had as well as Zia Combs. Yeah, 
and it looked, I mean, it looked like it looked terrible. And this was as shocked as I've seen the crowd at Michigan Stadium uh, over an injury in, in all our years of going there. I mean, it was, and, and I'll, be, I'll be the first one to say it got, they showed like two replays and didn't show any more. And it got heated. I mean, there were there were IU fans that were leaving in the opposite end zone. They actually had one get kicked out. Um, it was, uh, they're very fortunate, I, I think the IU fans are, that they didn't show the Winovich hit on the Jumbotron because it, uh, you know, it, you're, you're a 5-5 a, a five and five football team who has no relevance in the conference whatsoever, and, and you're taking cheap shots on, on, you know, the preeminent flagship of the, of the conference. So, I... You know, it was uh, it was really infuriating. That's probably enough on IU, I guess. But it was it was maddening. It was a yeah. It was an annoying game. It's always annoying playing IU. I don't know why they play us so well, or at least they have over the last five or six or seven years. But like, I mean, I guess they always have, right? I mean, going back to you know Wangler to Walker, right, and uh, and Lee Corso on the sideline. And and I'm even, and I'm fine with it being a close competitive game. I have no problem with how they've played the games the previous years. This was this was extracurricular stuff after the whistle. This was you know not a single guy on their team got down on a knee when when Edwards is being treated and they're cutting his pads off and putting him on a backboard. Right? The only coaches that come out and check on him are Mike Hart and I, and I couldn't I couldn't see who the second one was. But like you know, your program takes its cues from its coach, and that's where the personality comes from. And so their coach is just—he's worthless. He—he is—he's in over his head. Um, he, he's a mediocre coach at best, and uh, if that's how he's going to play football, he's not going to be long for this world <laughs> at uh, at this All level. Right. Enough, enough of IU. Uh, so looking looking ahead, then, um, guys, what? Uh, what concerns you most? Score touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. Score touchdowns. <laughs> Put the ball in the score zone. I just want impartial officiating. That's all I want. It's sad that I feel like I have to ask for that, but that's what I want. Score. I guess. Score. I guess to score me. Score touchdowns. <laughs> I guess to, to <laughs> me. My, here's my like. Uh, you, you guys could, uh, and I'm sure this is this is a position that that is uh, acceptable to mock, right? But I sort of, there's a general sort of uh, uh, karma zeitgeist uh, ephemeral feeling about this game to me uh, that exists, and and to me we have lost. Michigan has lost this game in every conceivable way to lose the game. Right, we've lost in overtime. We've lost on a bad call. We've lost on a two point conversion that that didn't go. We've gotten our ass kicked when we weren't good enough to be in the game. Um, you know, we've 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 lost in every way. Like our bingo card is full from the last ten years. And what I'm worried about is I don't know that we've lost this game yet as the favored team and the one where impartial people who are looking at both these teams are going. Oh yeah, that one, the Michigan one is much better than that one, the Ohio State one. And they're going to win the game. Like we've not lost in that way yet. And that that that's troubling me. Uh just in the general feel and build up of this game. That that scares the heck out of me. That that's the one spot in our bingo card that isn't full. Uh you you got a you got a twofer. We were better in 2016. That you you take away a couple you take away a couple dumb turnovers. We we dominated that game. That was I, I would agree with Were you, but I would argue heading heading into the right. game, Spate was hurt, and we had just lost at Iowa two weeks before. I don't recall us being favored in that one. 
I think we were absolutely the better team on the day. And, like, that was a game that felt like we had to go in and play a perfect game. And we ended up going in and playing, like, a B-minus game and still won, despite Caprone, you know, giving JT Barrett the first down he didn't get. Um, oh, we've been the better like, team on the day and lost through this yes. through this little yes. th- this this. But yeah. you're saying we are the we are the. But I, I guess I would argue that we're not the obvious favorite. I think there are people obviously within our own Michigan uh, fan sphere uh, and Kool Aid Kool Aid uh, dispensary. Um, a lot of us know this is the best team we've had. I would argue this is the best team we've had since 97. Yeah, it's since 97 um, now. I said that earlier in the year, and I think there know, was some some discussion about that. But, yeah, I, I, I think it's the best since yeah. 97. It's got to be, right? Yeah. I In terms of most complete and overall, yeah. 2004, I think it 2016. Is, I think. But, yeah, anyways. 04 was good. 06, you know, we had the fatal oh, yeah, flaw 06, defense yeah. in terms of. Corner. In, in the corner. Um, but. I I just I don't know I don't get the sense that everyone in the country is expecting Michigan to win this game. Oh, I think they are. I think I think quote, everybody unquote. with a pulse, pretty much, and who watches college football, and and myself included. And I guess that's what makes me so antsy how, about the how, thing. How 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 are people thinking that? Have I mean, you watched both teams? Michi- no. Michigan last won in Columbus in two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand. Yep. And. and I understand that they, you, we have watched I was Ohio in middle State school. play. Okay, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate here, though. They're still ten and one. They still have the number five S and P offense in the country. They're at home, where we haven't won in eighteen years. You know, for various reasons. But I don't think that there's an overwhelming. Uh, I haven't done my ESPN college pickums yet, but I would be interested to see where the bars are. You know, just on that and seeing who's picking who. Um, I know the line. I think is Michigan four three plus three and a half. Four after it's um, four after a bunch four. of money after okay. a bunch so of a money touch, came in at Michigan. So a, a touchdown essentially, uh, given the three that, point well, advantage for home field. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, but I I don't know. I, I I've also done a very good job of. I really don't want to hear what Robert Smith and Joey Galloway and a bunch of other people whose opinions don't matter to me have to say. So I've been burying myself in WTKA and MGO blog, and uh, I'm just drinking straight Kool Aid this week. No. So I, I haven't paid a whole lot of you attention s- to like. What I other think anybody are anybody who's got a set of eyeballs on them have looked at these two teams and said one of these things is not like the other, right? I, I, I mean. I think I think you can say that, but I think you can also follow that statement up with that doesn't mean Michigan wins on Saturday. You know, um, I personally think it does. I think uh, I think all three of us would probably. It'd be say sure that, be cool if it did. I think there. <laughs> it sure would be, but I think there's a lot of people who would say, but they still haven't won there in 18 years. You know, um, and and Lord knows, especially over the early part of that that run, you know, we we were the better team a couple of times and, and went in there and. Choked on applesauce, unfortunately. I would even argue we're the better team in 2 you know. Um, but that's bringing up bad memories. So I just struggle. That was the. Uh, I, I mean, that was the Braylon Edwards offensive pass interference year. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, um, you. I'm the same guy who who said that Indiana wasn't going to move the ball at all, and they moved the ball at least the second best um, against against this defense as anybody has uh, last week. But like. You know, I, I struggle on now on the flip side. Like I think Ohio State's actually going to be able to move the ball a little bit. They, they you know, we're going to get we're going to get a ton of tempo in our face, 
and we're going to get a ton of quick throws and quick outs and things like that, and we're going to have to make those tackles. Um, you know, whether they can score, whether they can go the length of the field, I think is a is a is a good and honest question. But like, I do think that between the twenties, anyways, they're going to be able to move the ball. Um, if not with regularity, at least you know at times. Uh, what, what I struggled under, like I, I don't know that I've ever seen an Ohio State linebacking core be as bad as these guys are, and like I, I they're, don't, they're 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 bad, bad. like objectively <laughs> bad, and I don't know, I don't know how they're going to stop a fully functioning read option offense that you know is going I mean not I shouldn't say it's a read option offense. I don't know how they're gonna stop an offense in which you do have to account for Shea in some way, shape or form anyways, carrying the ball and you know that Harbaugh's got a bunch of wrinkles up his sleeve for so different looks and things guys, like that. Let me know if I'm foolish here, but the analog I look to in their season so far uh offensively would be the first three quarters of the Penn State game. Um, because I would argue that Patterson um, is a better thrower than McSorley and probably slightly less effective when McSorley's healthy as a runner, uh, but equally able. And McSorley, before Frames Janklin got involved in the game planning of that game, tore up, you know, I think he had 175 yards rushing. Um, and Ohio State had absolutely no answer for him uh, before they, you know, Penn State got in its own way in the fourth quarter. Uh, but as far as moving the football, I mean, they just kind of marched up and down the field. I, um, I, I, I am not worried about us putting the ball in the end zone. I know that uh, you, you know we've had some red zone issues these last two weeks. I chalk that up entirely to keeping the reps on the offense and delivering your starting quarterback to the uh, to the game for the first time since Denard in 2011. So that was the priority, and they accomplished it. I am not worried about our efficiency in the red zone at all. Um, I, the thing that concerned me, uh, and I'll be interested to hear what you guys say, is I did not like the space that Ramsey and some of the receivers had uh, between the defensive line and the safeties uh, against IU. They, they, they had chasms of space where we were just abandoning basically the middle of the field, and that is, from what I've seen, that's Ohio State's offense. I mean, Haskins isn't necessarily going to run, but, man, his whole passing offense is dink and dunk and then yards after the catch. I mean, I, I kind of think that uh, Don Brown probably has noticed that as well, um, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, but okay. I, and I'm as big a Don Brown fan as anybody out there. But but to play devil's advocate, we, we had that same issue against Notre Dame to start the year, um, and I I just. I don't want to wait until we get burned on that to go away from it. And that's not to say they won't game plan for it, but like this Ohio state offensive line is such that I don't want to see us sending every linebacker in addition to the front four to get pressure and to have them have the opportunity to make something out of a missed sack or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but here's how our defense is. Our defense is good enough. I thought Indiana felt to me, uh, that game felt to me as though, um, Brown wanted to do wanted to go back to some of the things that he thought were was going to work at the beginning of the year before we started eating slants, and um, you know wanted to wanted to try those things, wanted to vacate the middle of the field and bring pressure with them up the middle and those kinds of things, and like he and and kind of knew that that if it didn't work, it was probably going to be okay. Do a uh a pulse yeah. check, so to speak, yeah. and uh, I mean that's how it I felt. By that. that, I mean I don't know whether I don't know what goes into the into the the head of that guy. Uh, you know, 
uh, other than coffee and cold, hard-boiled film. <laughs> yeah. Nails. Nothing yeah, exactly. but nails. But, um, it felt but, to, know, me that, like it felt to me like my hopes, dreams, and beliefs were crumbling before my very eyes. And <laughs> I'm just going to get punched in the nuts for the next, like, week. But did you see, David? Did, did you, anybody, did you did see anybody the, else uh, feel that way? No. <laughs> did you not Did you really. see the drive I chart? Mean, though I mean, not the drive chart. Excuse me. The yeah. the passing yards per attempts, passing total yards, everything else about that IU game was like on the high side, but like on the high side of average, and wasn't wasn't actually the worst game we've had all year, even though it felt like it at the time. Well, and and even though we were losing at halftime, like that was just one of those weird games. Like at no point in time was I worried we were going to lose that football game. Like I, it just. I don't know. I, it just didn't feel like that was the type of thing that was going to be sustainable for IU. And um, Michigan was moving the ball pretty much at will and just, you know, stalled in the red zone a couple of times. But, but six, six. that enabled us six to times. find that enabled us actually seven 75 times. Uh, times. Range. <laughs> but that enabled us to find our kicker for this week and going forward, as far as I'm concerned. What say you? I do, if I have to see a kick. In Columbus, for anything of note, I'm going to just die. <laughs> well, there are going to be extra points, David. There will be extra points. Yes, <laughs> I I thought Jake Moody he did was a fantastic. wonderful job. I, uh, yes, I don't want to. I don't want to see so. him again, though. Here's the thing, though, Dave. So, uh, and and maybe a little bit of game theory, and I guess that's kind of uh, everybody has a slightly different view on this, but it's like, you know. Had we even just kicked a field goal at the end of the first half, you know, that game ends up being a two-possession game the entirety of the rest of the way and is never in doubt. And, like, I, I, I think that this is a scenario on Saturday where it's, like, you, you take points any way you get points. Uh, and, like, obviously I'm going to be frustrated if we're on the five-yard line first and goal and have to settle for a field goal. But um, keeping continuing to keep up and keep the pressure on I like I said I I have every faith in this defense that I think they're going to I think they're going to shut this offense I'll down I'll be more frustrated if an Ohio State player kicks the ball out of the ref's hands as he's trying <laughs> to spot it <laughs> and admittedly I get it was a litany of errors on Michigan's side of things that led up to that moment but like that moment still happens. That still doesn't that affect still how happened. you right. Like, that still doesn't affect. Well, and that's that's the O'Neill crew, isn't yes. it? Like, how about the explanation Harbaugh yeah. got that says, "Well, he didn't mean to." Oh, oh, I didn't mean to be offside. Oh, I didn't mean to interfere with the guy. Like, get out of here! These guys—they're so incompetent. And it's like I can't name the only other officials I can name are the ones I had to look up after the sixteen game when they cheated for Ohio State. You know, um, but O'Neill I recognize right away and. You know that you have to be terrible at your job as an official for people to recognize you. Like, but again, I mean, we talked about TD, this. Teddy we talked about it earlier this year, though. Is like, you know, until they make these guys full time, and until they put some actual sort of like um, expectations around the job, it is almost impossible to demand any sort of accountability from it. It's like it's like so low stakes that it's like who cares? You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I I'd love I'd love to have Ward eat the fine and just come out and say I don't want that guy doing our games. Yeah. You know, I just say it. <laughs> and I mean, who cares? What's Jim Delaney going to do? Reprimand you and fine you $10,000? Okay, fine. Whatever. Harbaugh got Harbaugh um, got reprimanded earlier this year. <laughs> yeah, yes he did. You know. So 
So, uh, but uh, speaking of officiating, this is one game, and Scott, we were talking before where like I think Ohio State is going to go deep, uh, try to go take the top off a bunch this game, um, because I know that they 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 can't seem to. I can't imagine that they think they're going to move the ball dinking and dunking with regularity on this defense, right? And so my hunch is, is that they're going to they're going to try to go deep a bunch. And on those plays, like if you're beat, if you're if you're um, you know Hill or Lo- tackle, yeah, t- t- yeah exactly, just just take the eat the fifteen yards, uh, and Correct. and you know let's live to fight another day. Um, so if they if if the long ball is a large part of their strategy, and we end up eating a bunch of pass interference. Penalties. I'm saying I'm today okay that. that I'm okay with that. Now, in the moment, I'm going to be yelling at the TV and the refs about how they shouldn't call that. But like today, if that's the strategy, I think I think that's fine. I think so. I think I think if you're operating under the theory that you have the better defense, you know, the the higher number of uh, live to fight another down right. and force them to try to make more plays against that right. defense. I guess is what what I would subscribe to. Yep. And uh, yeah, so so the other the other piece that is going to be interesting to watch is uh, is Chase going to play? I don't know it's it's Tuesday I, right now at ten fifteen. Some some player interviews are starting to trickle out. Is is Chase going to play? I think he plays based on based on pure <laughs> guesstimation on my behalf and no no inside knowledge whatsoever. So Dave, I hope Dave, so. Yeah. They they asked Rashawn Gary uh, tonight again. It's Tuesday night at ten fifteen at night. They asked Rashawn if uh, if Chase is going to play, and Rashawn somewhat slyly and with a smile said, "I don't know. You're going to have to ask Coach Harbaugh about that." Uh, they asked uh, Shea Patterson whether Chase. Uh, he said he thought he'd yeah, play. Whether, yeah. whether Chase was going to play, and uh, Shea said he thinks he's going to play. Uh, so maybe he's uh, talking about playing Fortnite tonight or something. <laughs> now that's a game I don't understand. But anyways, I played it <laughs> once, and and you know what? A quick aside here: I played Fortnite <laughs> once. I downloaded the stupid thing and I played it. Right? All these yep. guys are dancing. Looks like a great time. People are having fun. Right? I download it. Yes. I play it. I get this guy, and and I've got some sort of pickaxe shovel in my hand, and I'm going out to find somebody, and I ran around for what I 10, 12 minutes, a long time. I got shot and died, and I haven't played it. I did, never saw anybody, and haven't played it since. Yeah, I don't I, know I, what I, these I, kids I, are I, doing I with not, this Fortnite. I have not game. tried it. It looks terrible. It is terrible. It does. It's no COD. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Wolfenstein well, uh, 3D. I've got bad news. Call of Duty is, has a mode like that now. So. I don't mind the mode. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. But when Call of Duty first but came why out, why play it on this janky? You can build stairs. There were people building stairs. I ran towards the stairs mm-hmm. and I got shot. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, um, I, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. So Chase, I think Chase is going to play. Uh, I think, and it almost kind of hurts him. In a way that, like, I, first of all, I hope he does play, obvious for obvious reasons. And and we were talking before we we got on tonight that like, I, it, like before at least it started to get a little bit more optimistic. I was almost having trouble getting excited for the game because I felt so bad about about Chase getting hurt like that. And 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 I, I'll be honest, like I haven't really been as connected to a football player, anyways. Basketballs, there have been there have been several where like. You know, since probably Denard, where like 
like he went down and 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 yeah. I was legitimately bummed out for the guy uh and 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 felt very and, and it affected me i was i was bummed out I'm, i was uh i mean i wasn't you know crying or anything but you know it was uh <laughs> i mean i'm you know still still well, I mean, that's, you know. Uh, <laughs> empathy yeah. my old friend uh, but no but it was so but, I, mean, I was having trouble getting up you know he came yeah. back he came back he came back yeah. for right? this and for him to to miss out on the culmination of it um because of some cheap shot, you know, just dirty play, uh, just sticks in my craw, you know? Right. And like you said, I mean, it just, I mean, he's the reason we have revenge tour t-shirts. And like, <laughs> yeah. I love that that's a thing. I love that it pisses other people off. It's the most innocuous thing ever, you know? And then you get to hear a fan base that, you know, <laughs> has has far more atrocities uh, to account for that are like, oh, but harumph, harumph, that's just unsporting, you know? And you're like, okay, whatever. Um but like he, he's a talker, but he's not a dirty player. He's not a guy who goes out and like, you know, exemplifies that type of cheap shot mentality. Well, he's not. Um, but he's not. He's not he's a boy scout either, which is much I kind of like. Oh no, I like no, no, no. But no, but I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is he's the motor on yes. this team, yeah. right? Like he, he is kind of the. I, I would say Devin Bush is probably like the quiet leader on the team and what people look to. But like, as far as like. Somebody who who would speak for the whole team and everybody would be like, yeah, I'm right behind that guy. I think Chase Winovich should be number one on that and, list. So, so here's my concern for Chase is that like, even if he gives it a go and it looks like he does, like the depth that we have at defensive line, it almost hurts him in a way. Because like if Chase can go, then that's great. But if, 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 it's, if it's like just even 90% Chase, like I might rather have – you know, Quiddy Pay and some other guys in there, uh, then uh, uh, I think maybe we rotate I'm passing enough downs, that but... like yeah yeah I think we, I was gonna say I like I think I think his ability to maybe not get overexcited and over pursue is gonna be valuable in this kind of game too. Well, you know he, he's been um, prone to that a little bit. Uh, a little, but like not as much as a guy who's going to be playing there for his first time ever. Fair enough. You know what I mean in terms of like from an experience and everything else. Yeah. Um, so I think even if he's not, you know, he's not going to be a hundred percent, but even if he's, you know, 80% of what he's been able to do, I think you take his experience and his leadership and at least see what he's able to do. And then, like you said, we haven't, we have the depth out there that like the drop off is not so enormous, but it's just, you would, you would obviously vastly prefer for him to be on the field. Uh, what'd you guys make of, uh, the Higdon guarantee? Man, uh, man wants to win football game. I can't believe it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was the most, I mean, like, it, it was the most, like, innocuous way of doing it ever because the, the reporter asking him the question basically gave him a, like, oh, would you like, yeah, like David just said, do you think your football team can win? Yes or no? And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, he responded the way I want him to respond to that. And, like, the pearl clutching over it just cracks me up, like, like that's gonna make Ohio State try harder, you know. Like, we already have these T-shirts that say "Revenge Tour" on them, fellas. Like, that's that the team's gonna be fine. <laughs> How dare he give them bulletin board material? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, I mastered. You pointed it out to me earlier today, but to give Mike Weber a little bit of credit, 
Uh, that was some fantastic use of the chicken SpongeBob meme <laughs> <laughs> on on Twitter. <laughs> Replying back, I, I did get a chuckle out of that, so I will I will give Mike Weber his due there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think. I mean, to me, it wasn't really like it wasn't an impromptu press conference that Karan Higdon decided to call and hold to announce <laughs> that he was getting. And Harbaugh called him out, called out that professor or that uh, that that journalist yeah. too. Like, just like what a dumb question. Uh, well, this wasn't this wasn't David Boston being like they don't belong on the field with us, and if we play our game, we're gonna win. You know, like there's disrespecting your opponent, and then there's like the question was like, oh, do you you know your your coach wants guaranteed a game, and do you believe in your teammate? Like, of course, I believe in my teammates <laughs> enough. Yes, I would guarantee. Right. Like, good lord, you know, <laughs> it's just. Uh, so dumb. I I almost would have liked it better if someone like Bush or Gary came out and was like. I guarantee we're going to win, and then just walked away, you know, and just left it at that. So, uh, defensively, uh, Ohio State uh, is, like, I was shocked. I watched most of that Maryland game, and, like, uh, Scott, I think you had the stat. What 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 did the guy, uh, what was his average per carry? Oh, so, so the two great first right. half uh, stats from that game were uh, the running back uh, had seven carries for 214 yards. And then the quarterback completed one pass for like sixty-one yards. <laughs> Piggy, Piggy, <laughs> for the for the whole for Do it, that. Piggy. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, they just roasted him, just roasted him up and down the field, and and uh, I mean, we played Maryland. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, I. Uh, they, they're not. I mean, so I I, I dug into the the S and P plus rankings again, like we have each week. And their defense, like, if you look at the overall, they get their defense ranked 38th, but I honestly can't make sense of why. Uh, because the rushing defense is 68th and their passing defense is 93rd. Um, and then if you look at their explosiveness metric, right. which is, I guess, um, essentially kind of a points per play per yard type of an evaluation, they're 123rd. So, like, they give up huge plays. They're not great at defending the run or the pass. They're apparently okay on standardish downs, but like how that all comes out to the thirty eighth defense in the country doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me because the rest of their rankings are worse than that. So are they? I mean, I wonder if like on a down to down basis they, they they average out okay, and then but then they give up these massively explosive plays. Uh, that might be what you it know is. what I mean. And and I mean and watching and watching them that seems to be what it is, right? Like. The, like the uh, the Minnesota game in the first half, I mean Minnesota was able to move the ball through the air, but they also ran all over Ohio State and for like chunks of yardage, you know. And then you would have, I mean, they obviously still have a a stockpile of talent, so they're gonna have the occasional play where some five star defensive line guy is gonna come through and make a play. But like over the course of the balance of the game, they get got. A, a decent amount this year, which is a huge difference compared to uh, to previous versions. Well, and the other, the other, and admittedly, look, this is all this is the Ohio State week, man. This is almost all feelings ball at this at this stage. Of course, but like they for, they are the most listless ten and one team I think I've ever seen play. I, I mean, d- nobody looks like they are into it, save maybe Haskins to a degree, who's pulled their butt out of the fire several times this season. Uh, Urban Meyer looks like he would rather be anywhere than on that sideline mm-hmm. coaching that team. Like, I just, uh, I just don't know. They, they, 
Whatever the definition of it is in a football team, they do not have it. Uh, and and that just is, is so shocking to see uh, the, the wheels coming off here, at least in one in, in one version of, of an Ohio State, you know, one season of an Ohio State team like this. I mean, we haven't seen, I haven't seen an Ohio State team look this bad. And yes, I know, still have a 10-1 record somehow, but like look this bad since that Luke Fickle interim year of 6-6. Six yeah. And six. yeah. Um, well, and to speak to David's point earlier, um, they strike me as the kind of team, talking about feelings ball, that if Michigan can get up early in this game and weather that initial crest of, you know, they're playing at home and this is the game and everything else of emotion, if you can come out and put to, put a drive together like you did against Penn State at home uh, and, and dictate the tempo of the game and get up early... Uh, this strikes me as a team that could crumble because they're they're weak enough with enough weak spots that if we get them down and behind and force them you know to play outside of what they want to do, um, I think if. they could be in trouble. It's a big if. It is a big if. It is a big if. But I you know we've done it to other teams this year. I mean our our Big Ten scoring differential is almost twenty six points per game. And the next closest is Ohio State, and it's 13. And that gap is, like, one of the biggest, I think, in, since they've been charting that. So, you know, so, I, I mean, we this team, Michigan fans in and of themselves and inherently are self-doubters and loathsome and are only happy when they have something to complain about. This is an elite team, and an elite team can go in and, and win this game um, by more than just three points, I guess is my point. I mean, Ohio State's been in... How many coin flip games this year, right? A ton. Penn State, Maryland, at least. Uh, I'm not even ca- Nebraska. Nebraska. I'm not even. I'm not counting. Uh, what's it called as a coin flip game? Purdue. They just got their ass kicked that game. They just. Uh, they just right. got whooped in that game. So they've been in at least three that, that I'm recalling again, just off the top of my head, coin flip games this year. Well, Mar- Maryland. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know? they had Penn State, Maryland, yeah. and, and Nebraska, and. Each of those were, uh, I, I guess you could call uh, Penn State a midseason game, but like they've not gotten better over the course of the season. They've played a slightly better teams, and every time they go out there and play, they look worse. And so, like, yeah, uh, and and so they've they've come up roses on on all three of those coin flip games. But I think very easily this is a four loss uh, uh, Ohio State team. Whereas, like, I think you could say Michigan has won exactly one coin flip game. Uh, and that North was Northwestern, Western, right? And, and everything else has been yeah. an absolute beatdown. Um, you know, even even if the scoreboard did, didn't reflect the the the, the nature of the beatdown, because I I kind of thought that they played the best against Michigan State, and uh, and the scoreboard ended up being a little bit closer in that one. But uh, but yeah, so uh, I mean, all this is pointing to the fact that like I don't think Ohio State's got the got the guys on defense. I think Karan Higdon's going to have a big day. I think Chris Evans is going to have a big day. And I think those receivers are going to be very are, are people's Jones and Gentry like I don't know how Ohio State matches up to this Michigan team defense to offense and like that scares the heck out of me. <laughs> that I'm even thinking that way. <laughs> uh so uh so I uh, you know anyways David, you look like you want to say something. Uh, I just, I want those numbers to mean something. I, wa- I want what we've seen this season to matter. Right? Yeah. Everything you guys have said is right. The Michigan's looked very good this season, and I want that to 
I want that to come through. Ohio State has not looked good thus far, but you know, it's just it's it feels like it's time for these stats and these things that we're watching and, and kind of you know the scoring differential that we're talking about. It's time for that to kind of come through. And you know, I, I you know, I guess I have no idea if that's ever been true in the last ten to fifteen years, but uh, until I now, until I, I until I see it, I literally can't. Even if you can't do it I this year, when can I, you do it? Well, I, you, you say that, but that's, you know, if this game I was know. in Ann Arbor, I would agree. But it's in, it's yeah, in Columbus, so say, I'm, I'm not buying that statement. So, because... I don't know. I, don't. I mean, I mean the, 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 realistic, the realistic way to look at this from a Michigan standpoint and, you know, in an answer to all of the nonsense we had to listen to all offseason is that for the third time in four years that Harbaugh's been here, we've won 10 games. How many times did we do that in the previous two coaching regimes? Once. Uh, for the second time in four years Harbaugh's been here, we're in the top four of the playoff rankings in the last week of the season. Um, you know, this program is on a meteoric rise. The outcome of this game uh, has an opportunity to cement that if we do what we're supposed to do. But if we get hosed in Columbus this week, it doesn't change any opinion in my behalf or in my mind of the job that Harbaugh's done and where this is headed. No, and I don't um, think anybody. I think I think we've. I, no, I think I think a lot of people are going to present it that way. I think a ton of people are going to try to say that this is a you know like David just said like ten and one means nothing. I mean it's a very John Cooper era Buckeye mindset of you know the season is this game and in this case it is right. I mean the Big Ten titles on the line, the playoffs on the line, but like it's been an excellent season. They they've done what they were supposed to do in every game save one. Uh, when a lot of people thought this was a four-loss season against a schedule that was too tough, that doesn't get erased by what happens on Saturday. And I promise you, I want them to win more than anybody. But um, it two, doesn't 2011 was an point. if not now then because they were a six and sixteen. Uh, you're not going to tell me Correct. that if not now win if we lose to the quarterback who's set records at Ohio State this year and beaten. You know, past guys who have carved Michigan up for the last fifteen years. Like, yeah, but like, if the I, stats I, don't matter I, for Michigan, then why are you making it matter for Ohio State? I, I'm just saying that this is not some <laughs> feeble JV team they're playing. So, they, if not now, when then Correct. when yeah. it's two top ten teams, I, I don't understand what that what that means. Like, so uh, my my, yeah. my eyeballs I mean, say, I, say tell a different story than I, two top I, ten teams. I, I, I welcome to college sports. I guess I know. <laughs> would be yeah, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. 100%. (laughs) Citadel scored 17 on Alabama last week, for God's sake. You know, Um, I I, I don't know. I I desperately, desperately want to win this game. It's been a very rough 15 years. It doesn't mean I've forgotten the previous, you know, 18, 19, how God, 20 before that. Um, The pendulum's going to swing. And if Michigan can take care of business on Saturday and with with what could potentially happen with the coaching staff in Columbus and everything else and the momentum Michigan has, uh, you, you have a chance to really restore uh, normalcy <laughs> to, to the rivalry, um, especially with it coming back to Ann Arbor next year. So I, I understand the meaning. I understand the importance of the game. Um, but I... I you know, I, I'm not going to say it's some sort of failure of coaching or failure. On, 
I mean, there's a chance Ohio State goes out and plays like they've got 35 five stars on their team or whatever. Oh, they that, will. The I mean, they will for a period is, of time. You know, during the game, I'm, I'm sure. So, I mean, pe- um, people were thinking sure. we were going to run away in 2015 because they looked like such crap against Michigan State. I mean, yeah. this is. Yeah. That's right. I, like uh, That's you know, right. They, them losing to Purdue they, and getting killed by Iowa last year, like they, as cliche as it is, they're just them playing Michigan is a different. It's it's different. And, you know, yeah. that's what we all try to say because it, it is a huge game and it is what it's, you know, for. for and to be fair, well, when and, Michigan's and been on the non, when Michigan has gone through this, this stretch that we've been through, I, I mean, the, some of those Devin Gardner teams absolutely played up to Ohio State. We, we played Ohio State tougher than Michigan State during that time period. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, right. But the thing, the 100%. difference here is, and Scott and I were, we, we talked earlier this week about this, is before it felt like Michigan had to play the perfect game. And, it, and going into this week, it was, you know what? We've got a shot if we go in and play the absolutely, per, an absolutely perfect game. This year, for the first time, it's Ohio, for in a long time, anyways, I think it's Ohio State saying that. And not and not Michigan. I think Ohio State's going to have to play the perfect game, a game that they have not demonstrated the ability to play this year yet in order to beat Michigan. And I'm not saying they won't. They might. They got the horses to do it, Lord knows. But they have not demonstrated this year that they're going to be able to do that. That's the one thing that and, and Detroit, it scares the heck out of me that I'm that, that that's where my brain goes. But that's where my brain goes on it. They, they, for the first time in a long time, and it's not, um, it's very, I'm going to say this and I'm going to give you the, the thing that makes it kind of funny. Um, the, the fact that they don't have a, a quarterback who's going to take off and just rip you up um, has totally changed that team. I, like, I don't watch anything they do on offense and see anything that makes me worried about how are we going to match up with that on defense. I just don't. And I know that Dwayne Haskins came in and played the game of his life last year against us. This is a different defense. And um, I, I just think that unless they are, like, if he is on and he's going to be throwing into tiny windows uh, with no time to do so, then more power to him. But I, I just think that the way that we match up, um, I, I would agree with what you say about they have to play their I I don't know if about the perfect game, but they're gonna have to play their best game of the season. And obviously Michigan can't come in and sleepwalk through this game. They're gonna have to play very well as well. But um I, I hear you in that the roles are, are, are reversed, but we're like David said, we're not talking about a six and six no, you're fickle right. team. We're talking about a ten and one team, you know. Um I would say though that like since Harbaugh's gotten here, short one half of really terrible DJ Durkin defensive coordinating, we have outcoached them since Harbaugh's crew's been here. I, I, I from a game plan standpoint, I have zero concerns. Um, I, I think Don Brown knows what to do with this offense uh, that he's going to be facing. I, like from a from a coaching standpoint, I don't really have any worries heading into Saturday. Well, that's terrifying too. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know it is. I know it is. Well, and I would assume we can't get the O'Neill crew because we just had him, right? So we can't get the O'Neill crew, which is great. Did you guys see the tweet on him? By the way, there's some there's some Twitter account that follows like ref performance, and he uh, has like a statistically significant outlier of since they've been tracking games, the underdog in his games cover the spread sixty percent of the time. 
which is like obscenely higher rate than than every other official that they've tracked. And so like <laughs> there's this fun little how long uh, like oh he's on how the long tape. do you think uh, Las Vegas folks have known about that little statistic <laughs> and are now like like <laughs> probably, livid that probably it's out since there before yeah. there was Twitter <laughs> yeah exactly damn exactly. it guys you know <laughs> I know but no I mean back up into the <laughs> ephemeral sort of feelings uh, ball of this whole thing is like. You know, the other thing that just pisses me off about Ohio State so much is that over this last 10-year, 15-year run they've had, every single – you want to talk about coin flip games. Every single time there's been a coin yeah. flip game between Michigan and Ohio State, that coin has come up Ohio State. And I yeah. and like, like just knowing my 35 years of watching sports, my – well, I assume I was watching sports as an infant, I suppose. My – you know, my, oh, you you know look, looking back at things like – Things don't stay the same, and like like sooner or later that coin is going to come up Michigan, and like and, and this is the year that, that frankly like, and it, again it terrifies me to say this, and David you're gonna be you're you're gonna you know cover your ears or something, but I think this game is much more likely to be a blowout that Michigan blows them out than it is to be a close game, and I you know and I just I just do uh, I think we've got ten years worth of of feelings ball. Ohio State BS ready to come due, and I think this is the I think this is the game that, that it happens. And for the first time, in okay, I'll give you Gardner's performance in thirteen. Um, we've got the better quarterback, and we've got a quarterback that can go in and win us the football game. And I expect that's exactly what he's going to do. Do you think he's you better know? than Haskins? Um, you take you take him over Haskins? Yeah, Unquest- unquestionably yeah. better than Haskins. Yes. 100%. Haskins' stats are so inflated by these little dink and dunk yards after the catch. Pat- Patterson makes every throw in the book um, and and actually brings, you know, the ground game into uh, in, into the uh, into the game plan. And uh, I think he's a more complete quarterback than Haskins is. And that's not to say that Haskins is bad. I mean, I think he's a solid quarterback. But I think he gets artificially propped up a lot by... Uh, by just the nature of the type of the offense he plays in, uh, I'll take Shea. Uh, the the Ohio State backup, is... especially especially as a uh, especially as a reminder for that Notre Dame quote unquote fan that sat behind his master <laughs> in the first week who kept making fun of him. I hope that guy is going to enjoy what's coming to him on the, Saturday. Uh, so the uh, Tate Martell is that the backup Tate Martell? I have that right. Yes, correct. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, before I started calling him, like you know, Tate Martin's going to come out there. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet you, I'll, he's going to yeah, play. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bet you he's going to play. I'll bet, and, and the other, the other little wild card, because he's a mobile guy, right? Uh, like much yep. more in that Urban Meyer vein, and like it would take, it would take, you know, onions to do this from from Urban, but like, you know. I, I think it would I think it would absolutely be be somewhat tip of the cat genius if if Tate Martell came out and started and ran a scripted drive because we're going to be so geared up to you to know, stop Haskins and that's a completely different look. I hate giving this person credit, but you know who did that already this year? I do. Brian Kelly. What with Wimbush versus he, he Book? started? Yeah, he's he, he started Wimbush against us because that was the only chance he had to beat us. From his perspective, because book wasn't ready, and then he went immediately to book right afterwards. You know, and like, I, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of what you're talking about. I thought, you know, in terms I thought of, he started Wimbush because Wimbush was better in camp, and then and then it turns out that Wimbush still kind of sucks despite his appearances against us, and and he went with with book. At least, at least in the quotes he's yeah. given and, and 
believe me, I didn't spend a whole lot of time reading about all of this, but, like, in the quotes he gave after the game, he basically was kind of quoted as saying that, like, he felt Wimbush was the only guy they had on the team right now at that position that gave them the game-breaking ability to possibly hang with our defense. Well, there you go. Um, And he he was right, you know? So, uh, you know, a small tip of the cap to to Brian Kelly. There you go. Hell just froze over. (laughs) Um... Dave, what, uh, Dave, where do you stand? Where do you, where, I, you know, I know you're, I know you're just uh, forming diamonds over there right now, but like, uh, my in-laws are have been planning for at least the last week and a half where else to be, besides their own house on Saturday. So, good. <laughs> so I've watched enough. I've watched enough games with Scott to have a general sense of what. It's like David. Are you a are you a pacer? Are you a yeller? Are you like like what are you? David is a dormant <laughs> volcano <laughs> until it explodes. <laughs> He's just that fault Where line that just the pressure <laughs> keeps yeah. building. David is, and that, then. David is that guy who just will sit there with his hand over his mouth, just fuming and fuming and fuming. And the, whereas my my father and I, or Dave's dad too, uh, you know, are very much. Uh, the pressure valve is always open. Like, it just has to be a constant running, <laughs> so, you know, ceaseless river of emotion. Yeah. I'm a stander. I'm a, I'm, I stand, I pace. Uh, yes. And, uh, it, and I tend to, I tend to be fairly quiet until something, you know, bad happens. And then I'll yell one usually expletive and then be done with it. Uh, that's my style. And I brood, but, uh, Scares the heck out of my dog. I know that. Uh, <laughs> Milo will Milo will be upstairs. He'll be upstairs. He j- he even knows like the lead-in music now. He's like, oh nope, nope. <laughs> my, I don't need to be well, here. From you know. from the tournament run over these last couple of years, uh, and and the fact that Michigan basketball's been playing high stakes games, uh, you know, that, that means yeah. something. My my dog is it, like she no longer tolerates the sound of basketball on TV, like the squeaking squeakers. <laughs> Or the squeaking squeakers, the squeaking, <laughs> squeaking sneakers, uh, you know, the, the dribbling of the ball, the general cadence of the, yeah, she, she can't do it. Uh, so my, uh, my, my cat, or my uh, rest in peace, Maisie, um, was the exact opposite. Would absolutely sit on the couch next to me the entire time, would not react whatsoever at all if I jumped up and yelled or, like... Could not be phased and was totally fine. You know, there might be some deep, Which, deeper you know, meaning to read into that on the on the cat, cats versus be. dogs. And I'm not saying one's better or worse, there might but be. you know. Uh, <laughs> anyways, all right. So, so we've talked about. So Dave, the so the in laws are leaving, <laughs> and you're watching by yourself. That would be yes. my bet. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, okay, so so here it is. Uh, yeah, I know it's only Tuesday. Final score predictions. I'm not letting you off the hook. We've done this every week. I'm not letting you off the hook just because it's Ohio we State. We have. We have. I was going to say, we're going to have to put in the uh, sound of silence there, Dave. Um, I will, I'll, I'll go first. I'll take the first leap. I am going to say 28-17 Michigan. And, uh, and I'll put the asterisks on it, Okay. Um, we finally have a performance uh, that we talk about 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Yeah. And I think it's Patterson. 
David, you got anything? You want me to go? Uh, well, um, well I, I want to believe in, in sunlight and hope and happiness and <laughs> the idea that there's, you know, th- that things can happen as I would like them to happen once in a while. Uh, so I'm going to go 35 14. Because oh, that's oh, what I want. Oh, yes. I yes. want. I want dejected faces in the midway uh, through the uh, third uh, quarter, and I want that very badly. That stupid yes. Buckeye guy oh. who dyes his mustache. Which one? A grown man. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. Which grown one? men All do this, them. right? They dress like this every yep. Saturday in the fall. It's sickening. Uh, but. Uh, Yes, I want him. I want the camera lingering on him in abject disappointment. I think it's probably going to be. I think it's going to be thirty-five twenty-four in a game where where they kind of get a sad touchdown to get to twenty-four at the end, and 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 is never in doubt. I mean, hell, I said, I said it'd be much more likely to be blowout than close. And um, you know, if you're not going to make the score prediction that way, then then why not? So, uh, so yeah, thirty-five twenty-four. That's my that's my pick. I like so it. So we all think I Michigan like it, wins, gentlemen. and I'd like to think that we were we we would be, uh, well, the title of the damn podcast is we might be biased, but I, I, <laughs> I was about to say I'd like to think that if we thought otherwise, we'd throw that prediction out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's try to keep it together here, boys. Please, 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 please. Godspeed. God bless your cotton-picking maize and blue hearts. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, guys. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, anyone who's listening, friends and family who are listening. Um, (laughs) And uh, and let's let's go blue. Let's kick their ass. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, go blue, and let's do the damn thing. Go blue.